Lisa and I welcome Sierra Sill to our podcast. Got a grumpy old man in your life? Change that. Okay, not that way. <laughs> Sierra Sill Natural Mineral Joint Pain Relief with a money-back guarantee at Shoppers, London Drugs, and the best health food stores. Head over to SierraSill.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com. Use your code GF and get 10% off your purchase. Hi there, and welcome to Gracefully and Frankly, episode number two. I'm Lisa Brandt. I'm Erin Davis, <laughs> and we are so excited to be back with you. By the way, if you missed our inaugural premiere and debut episode, we are so thrilled to say a lot of people did catch it, and we are among the top 5% of podcasts listened to worldwide. I know that sounds braggy, and I know we're not supposed to toot our own horn, but who else is going to do it? Mark Marin? <laughs> you know? That's, that's right. <laughs> Nobody else. So we're going to tell you that. We're going to thank you for that. If you missed our first episode, go on back and find it. Gracefully and frankly, we'll wait for you, right? That's, that's right. We've got nothing better to do. No, that's true. Except to sit here and talk over a couple of, what are we having? I'm having just uh, our basic coffee, which is Kirkland and something else Rob mixes into it with a little bit of cream. How about you? I'm having uh, the PC Express uh, coffee right now. Ew. As a matter of fact, West Coast Dark Roast. Oh, that's my that's my dancer name, West Coast Dark Roast. <laughs> Come on over here. She's a little jittery, a little wobbly, but you're gonna like it in the end. And oh my goodness, if only we had ones. Yeah. Well, if only we had singles. Yeah. Throw your loonies. I can take it. All right. Um. I tell you who is throwing their loonies, and in the nicest way possible, we can't even believe this, that these two angels have swooped in to gracefully and frankly, and have said, look, we're women entrepreneurs, you're women entrepreneurs, and Lisa, we have a sponsor for gracefully and frankly. This is crazy, and a comfortable, <laughs> wonderful, good night's sleep sponsor, and it happens to be something <laughs> you and I both really love, so we're excited. It's a great fit, definitely, but tell me. When did you start sleeping on an MB pillow? It must have been around the time of your retirement from radio. I'm pretty sure that's when I got my first MB pillow. And the funny thing is, I didn't even realize what it was for. I thought, well, this is going to be great for my sore neck, the way it's shaped. Yeah. And that's just a side benefit that that's not even part of the purpose of the Envy Pillow, but it's just super comfortable. And uh, now I have a new one, thanks to somebody who shall not be named, who gave me one as a gift. I did. I gave this to her as a gift last fall, and I paid for it. It's not like they said, here, have some free pillows and give one to everybody you love, just in case my sisters are listening and say, WTF, why didn't I get one? But I just, it's when I was at your house, you let me sleep on yours, and I thought, well, no, a girl needs to have this. The new upgraded one that has the little platform on it. And Lisa, you talk about its its initial purpose. And we saw this on the Dragon's Den. It was to help people who had had facelifts, to help people who didn't want a facelift. It was to help you not wrinkle while you sleep. The way it's shaped keeps your cheek from smooshing onto the side of the pillow. It's hard to describe, but it's so comfortable. <laughs> I know. And the silk and the bamboo and everything that's in it, copper infusion, everything like that. But learn more at envypillow.com. That's E-N-V-Y pillow.com. And we'll tell you that if you use the promo code GF, as in girlfriends, as in gracefully, frankly, GF, uh, you will get 10% off anything you purchase. So sleep with the best because we do, right? <laughs> I mean the pillows, Lisa. That's right. <laughs> My husband? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. 
So today we're going to talk about, actually, you mentioned PC. Uh, we're not going to be PC talking about um, Mr. Weston and uh, and what's going on with, uh, with the social media. Are you crazy to make yourself the face of your company, even something that you think might be as safe as, I don't know, groceries? Yeah, like chicken. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the royal family. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Not too much. We swear that's all you've heard this week is Harry, the spare, you know, the heir and the spare. He's the spare. And some people are saying, spare me and big Harry deal. We'll let you in on our brief thoughts on that, we promise. And if there was an apocalypse and say there was, I don't know, there were half a dozen people left, what could you bring to the group to help you survive? We're going to look, take a look at what special skills we could bring. Oh, I hope there are some. Oh, so do I. I uh, we're in big trouble, but we're not with this podcast. So here we go. Well, how nice it is to be with you sitting here with our cups of coffee and uh, feeling pretty darn good. Oh my goodness. What a week it's been. Oh my goodness is right. <laughs> You know, you put something out there, you you plant the seed, you give it a little fertilizer and, well, in our case, a lot of fertilizer, and yeah. and, and it's grown into the beanstalk. It has, it has, but no, it has been stock. <laughs> no, not at all. But, but you know what? This is something that you taught me, and it's thanks to the wisdom of the Stoics. And again, great band name, but... These are these people from way back in Greek times and, and maybe Roman. You'll, you'll tell me if, if it's Roman, but, um, like the, the story of, uh, is it Zona, the guy who, who shipwrecked on an island and went, well, you know what? I've lost everything, but this has turned out to be a great chance for me to start again. And it's not like you and I lost everything, but his whole perspective was, okay, that happened. What am I going to do about it? And one of the tenets of stoicism that Lisa taught me is that, you know, you put it out there and forget about the consequences. Don't worry about the consequences. Chances are whatever it is you're worrying about or thinking is going to happen or predicting is not going to happen anyway. And I don't have this. I don't want to make it sound like I've got this, you know, 100% and I'm I'm striving toward it, right? This is something that I work on every day. And when most people think of stoic, they think, oh, expressionless, emotionless, don't give yourself away, but it's not that at all. It's more about living in the moment, accepting your circumstances and going, all right, what am I going to do with this now? Yeah. And one of the quotes that I read from Ryan Holiday, who's a great follow on Twitter or Instagram, I think you know him, right? Like you follow him? Yes. Oh, absolutely. He quoted Epictetus. Is that how I say it? Epictetus? Anyway, <laughs> Epic. Let's just call him Epic. Are you enduring this? Can you endure this? then stop complaining. And I went, whoa. Yeah. Okay. If you ever said that to somebody, though, when they were having a bad day, they would never be your friend again, right? So you have to draw a line somewhere about how stoic and understanding you're going to be, right? Well, I think that's part of it, too, is that, all right, you put out to the world your behavior and you model behavior rather than lecture anybody else on how to do it. So uh -huh. people see how you respond to things and they go, huh. I don't have to lose my mind and freak out and call everybody and tell tell them what an awful boss I have or whatever it is. And I mean, we've all done it. We've all vented and, and done all those things. And I don't know that I'll ever completely stop, but 
it's the overall view that you take of your circumstances. This whole venture into stoicism started with my husband narrating a book, uh, Marcus Aurelius, his book. And we both really thought it was super cool and, and it got me diving in further. But I do have to tell you, Ryan Holiday has a bunch of, uh, he has a bunch of different things on his site that you can buy and help his work and that kind of thing. And my husband bought me his cards, his challenge deck. And so what you're supposed to do is take a card out every day and it's either got a quote from a famous stoic or something or something for you to do. Like, for example, one of them was write three thank you notes right now to people who made a difference in your life. Do you have to send them? Yeah. <laughs> and it makes you feel great. But it the funny thing was like every fourth or fifth card, take a cold shower. What? No, <laughs> never. A cold shower is supposed to be invigorating. So I'd put it to the back of the deck and go, yeah, I'm not that devoted. And then <laughs> a couple of days later, I'd get, you know, hey, a cold shower is really invigorating. So I'm just not taking a cold shower. It's not going to happen. No. No, I used to have a co-host way, way, way before CHFI, who every morning would alternate his tap, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. And I thought, no wonder you are such a nut bar. I would not be doing that at four in the morning. <laughs> no way. I wouldn't do it at four in the afternoon. No. There's no way. So that maybe that's horny stoicism. Isn't that what a cold shower is for? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, stand down stoicism. That's right. If you're not accepting your circumstances because you're not with Jason Momoa, uh, go take a cold shower. Oh, he's your hall pass, eh? Uh, he's one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My husband. You got a busy hall. What is this? The passport application office? <laughs> Jeez. My second marriage, I had a Don Henley clause. Um, oh. We had a, an agreement that if Don Henley should ever become available and interested, I was out of here. Thank you for getting us to the heart of the matter. <laughs> I think when we talk about stoicism, the royal family is really sort of what you consider the stiffest of the upper lippest. And uh, that has all just been blown out of the water, of course, with Harry's new autobiography, Spare. By the way, that book was ghostwritten by the guy who wrote The Tender Bar. And if you haven't seen that movie oh. with Ben Affleck, it's brilliant. It's so good, this movie. You just can't believe it. The kid in it is fantastic. And it's an autobiography of this kid. And he wrote Harry's book. Wow. How'd you get that gig? My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from being a great author. And you know what? Everybody's got their opinion on Harry and Meghan, and we're just not going to go there. I will say that watching the Netflix special, which I kind of went in with, oh, okay, I'll watch this, completely opened my eyes. And you and I, coming from media, we should know about the mass manipulation and just how horrific the British media are. It's like Fox News times one million in terms of their vitriol and their one-sidedness. And yeah, they're all in the royals' pockets, and everybody that the royals don't like gets a pretty bad smear. That's that's my take. The the British media is the absolute worst, and Piers Morgan came from there, so oh. say no more. the The thing that I think about when I when I watch the Netflix uh, documentary, when I watch it, when I see what's coming out about the book, is is how are two brothers ever going to repair things? And that that's what really kind of makes me sad because ultimately. Whatever family you grow up in, 
you want to have somebody who's got your back. And I don't know that, that, uh, that they can get past this. It's, it's pretty rough. Yeah. It does remind me just the slightest of the abdication of Edward VIII with leaving everything for the woman I love, except that, you know, his whole thing with being a, a, a vast fan of Hitler and a Nazi sympathizer and everything that has come out to be true um, could not be less true for, for Prince Harry. And I really don't think he has the worst at heart for his family, but he's standing up for his wife. And, you know, but then again, we tiptoe into what people think of Meghan. And unfortunately, those opinions were formed initially by the British media. So we're not going to change any minds. Yeah. So shall we move on, chicken breasts? Oh, pause. Chicken yes. breasts. Our <laughs> next topic. Darn my punctuation. <laughs> The Segway yes. by Thank Aaron you. Davis. Yes. <laughs> Those chicken breasts that were tweeted by Siobhan Morris it went viral, like 2 million views or something. So what it was from a Loblaw store, was it not? Yep. $37 Canadian for five chicken breasts. It's insane. How is a family, this is what concerns me, how someone's trying to feed a family with these ridiculous prices on groceries. And, you know, I took out a loan on a cauliflower. I have to admit, I got a really good rate. Oh. It was just under prime. Was it standard or, or automatic? No, it was automatic. Very nice. Yes. No, but all joking aside, it is really crazy. I mean, I got some groceries today, three bags, I think, and I wasn't buying, you know, truffles or anything. And it was $175. And you just look at it and go, oh my goodness, you know, and that's just Jeez. the two of us is we have nothing to complain about. We're not trying to feed a, a brood of children or anything, but oh my goodness, if you are. Yeah. And and unfortunately, it's the good food, the, the you know, the, the vegetables and the fruits that are so often the most expensive. And they're really what we need to be feeding our families is the good foods, not the, all the processed and the garbage, you know? Yeah. And and yeah, that sounds judgy, but I have a lot of food issues. And, and that is one of them is just that why it is so cheap to buy, you know, all of the, the processed stuff and well not cheap but cheaper let's say than that you know than that three bedroom cauliflower that you just paid for or <laughs> i'm mixing true. metaphors it's supposed to be a v6 <laughs> or a hybrid cauliflower but anyway it's all ridiculous it is and i was reading a piece in the new york times because you know it's like graduating yale you have to mention it in every conversation when you read the times um but no there was a food economist, a professor from the University of Guelph, and he said that we love to hate our grocers and we particularly love to hate, get, get this, Galen Weston. And I think that's part of the cost of being the biggest grocer, the great grandson of the founder of the company, of course, and the part of the cost of being in your own ads. That was a big PR risk for him to be the face, right? Well, he's been, yeah, and he's been the face. for. So we're talking Galen Weston Jr., right? Mm -hmm. And he, of course, was born with a, a silver cauliflower in his mouth or whatever. Yes, and yes. I looked up his compensation last year. It was around $5 million in stocks and everything else. And there he is talking to the poor people from up on high, and I include all of us in that, saying, you know, we're going to hold your hold prices on our on our stuff and then people are going on social media with proof that they're not doing it i used to have sympathy for the guy because i think it's not his fault he won the genetic lottery and was born into that family but it's his fault 
that he put himself out front. He's not relatable. He doesn't connect with anybody. It just seems like he's doing one faux pas after another. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting study for, for PR folks. I looked up the word Galen, and, and it's it's not Greek for silver cauliflower in your <laughs> mouth. It actually means calm. Hmm. So if you're wondering where one gets the name Galen... It's, well, first off, it's handed down to you, but it, it means calm, what we're all going for, but certainly not feeling in the grocery store. Right. Calm down on aisle six. He leaves after doing one of his famous commercials or whatever, and I'm sure he's very calm when his driver takes him to his mansion and feeds him all of the uh, creamed cauliflower that he could ever want. Oh, um Imagine. They're trying to make themselves look so benevolent. I want to see real people who are finding a better deal or something. I mean, I'm a points pig. I freely admit that. So I'll go there to rack up on points. Double or triple the points you can get if you shop here. Oh, you had another idea. And you actually wrote them your idea. So here it is. Lisa Brandt has an amazing idea <laughs> for the Weston companies. Tell us the idea and then tell us the reaction you got. Okay, so I was standing in line behind a guy one day and he just looked very disgruntled when he was asked if he had an Optimum card. And me, being gruntled, had my Optimum app and was happy to, he asked if I could have his points and the cashier said, sure. And then I thought, geez, you know, those points shouldn't really come to me. I earn enough of my own points. What if everybody who didn't have an Optimum card or app or whatever could donate those points to the charity of their choice? Say there were a hundred charities that were approved by, you know, the PC family. And you could say, yep, I want that to go to the Humane Society. Yep, I want that to go to uh, Hungry Children or... A food bank. Yeah, breakfast, yeah, breakfast. Yeah, yeah. So then, so they wrote back to me and basically patted me on the head and said, you know, this isn't something we're going to pursue, but we really appreciate your interest in the Law Blah family of companies. Blah, 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 blah. So blah. then what do they do but come out and say... They're going to donate points to Food Banks Canada? Well, good. You know that your prices are high and that people are really struggling right now. So you're helping out the food banks, which we know from having raised money for Daily Bread and so many others, that they can stretch a dollar till it screams, whereas we might buy one thing, they can get three things for that same dollar. So I think that's a positive thing, but it shines a light on the obscenity of the situation. Right. There's no question that food banks need the money and need the help. Uh, we even have a little one here in my little town in Port Stanley. We have like a community cupboard that we help. But for a grocer to do it is just, I don't know, it kind of feels like twisting a knife to people who are struggling with their grocery bill every week. And uh, it just, I, I want so much to like him me too. I just, I really do. When I, when I get an email and because I, as I say, I'm buried deep in the whole optimum thing, get an email saying, we'd like your opinion on this. I always give it honestly. And, and I, I really want it to be good. I, I want Canadian things to be good and helpful and to have their hearts in the right places. But there's just so much evidence all the time showing me that that's not happening. And unfortunately, when you put your face in your commercials, you become the face of that which people resent. You become the grosser, grosser. Different spellings? Yeah. Yeah. So true.
Oh my gosh, we've gotten some great feedback and not the kind because you and I are each producing this. By the way, I got a compliment last week. Somebody said, tell Rob, my husband, great choice of music. And I'm like, no, Lisa produced our inaugural episode and I'm producing this one. So if you hear some swearing that shouldn't have been left in, that's on me. Uh, We're going to be stoic about it. You be stoic too. But one piece of feedback we got was from somebody who had a great idea for a topic for us. And we're going to go with this because it's freaking brilliant. And it's been on my mind all week. You go ahead with it. All right. So the the woman's name is Laura. And she said, what do you need as far as skills go during the apocalypse? Because she says, I'm a witty person. She's talking about herself. But that's not going to do me any good if there's like half a dozen of us left. So, you know, what what do we need to do to survive the apocalypse? And she feels she'd be useless if she was one of the ones left behind. Okay, so we're setting this scenario. I think I'm going to need some gloomy music. And there it is. Six of us left on the earth. Right. Lisa, you and I and Laura, we have to let her in because it was her idea. She's right. really, she's, you know, she insists on being part of the three. Um, who are our other three? You've also said, you've already said Jason Momoa. I'm picking Roz Weston because I'm reading his book right now. Oh, and, I would uh, pick Roz in a heartbeat. Great book. And I, I've always kind of had a thing for him. I think every every living, breathing female does. Or male. Don't, you know. That's you true. Share makeup and Roz. Okay. And then who's the sixth one? I have to choose my husband, Rob. I'm sorry, Derek. I got to choose Rob. Although Rob and Derek are interchangeable because I think they can build or fix anything. You need that person. In this case, it's a male. Okay. But they're also older, though. They're over 60. We need young blood. We need, we need, don't say Harry Styles either. I'm going to, I'm going to kick Momoa then because I want my husband there. And I think he... Uh, Why do you get your husband and I don't get mine? I uh, thought you were bringing yours. No, we can't. They're too old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then it's Jason Momoa and Harry Styles. Damn it, someone's got to entertain us. <laughs> oh, my God. And with Harry Styles, we get to share clothes. It's awesome. <laughs> That's right. Okay, okay. We've chosen our people. This is the problem. What skills do we have, Lisa? You go first. I'm scared. I have made a fire in history when all the elements are perfect and... Like what? A curling iron that got left next to a towel? No. Something like that. But no. No. Someone has to be able to keep us warm, keep us sheltered, feed us. I mean, did you watch the show... Uh, Last Man on Earth. Did you watch any of that? Yes, 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 I did. Okay, so Will Forte. Okay. So we can break into grocery stores because, you know, everybody's gone, so it's not really... And I don't care about expiry dates, so I am the perfect candidate. I will try everything. There you go. So that's not going to be a problem, but building fires, getting like... In, in Last Man on Earth, they got the hydro back on. I just wouldn't know. I'd be electrocuted and that'd be it. There'd be five of you. Well, no, Rob or Derek would do that. So are, are Rob and Derek, I thought they were out. We're going to have to do a sort of a last man standing between those two. Let's just say it's a hybrid of them. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, you see, this is the thing. Do you trust Harry Styles to do anything except sing, dance, uh, write? He's not going to be the guy who gets the hydro back on. I'm Can sorry. I... He's hot. He's got electricity. There are sparks between you, Lisa, but he's not getting the hydro going. All right. So we need Mike Holmes. Or something. But look at how many of us are of reproducing age, too. None, except for Harry Styles. <laughs> That's right. And he's got Olivia Wilde. No, he doesn't. They broke up. 
They did? What? They did. They broke up when he, yes, they broke up near the end of the American leg of his tour. Oh, well, there you go. He didn't like her American legs. Okay. This is awful. Here is what I have determined I can teach five other people. Okay. I can teach you to take a broad piece of grass between your thumbs and blow a sound like, that's what I can teach you. Wow. And I can teach you how to crochet granny squares. Oh. That is the extent, or or knit a little bit, as long as it's long and will eventually taper because I can't count stitches. I, I could teach you to play cards, um, but not bridge because I talk too much. I, I just, no, I can't. I, okay. I don't know how to make wine or beer. Uh, I don't know how to make anybody better with white birch bark Uh, lisa i'm you really should choose somebody else for this because my only skill talking listening and negotiating peace okay those are going to be important because you know there's going to be a bit of a tug of war over who's going to lead this group so you're going to have to do some mediating yeah and making sure that the men folk don't turn into tribal murdery people. Yeah, we we, we need th- fighting over. That's us. right. Of course, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, while well, Laura sits back and just makes sharp comments about everything. So, yeah. what I'm going to be able to do is pack up the leftovers from eating mm-hmm. into the proper container first try. Yeah. That's my special skill. Wow. That's all I got. That's it. I can make a fire and do that. And we're, we're in big trouble. Yeah, I can roll a sweater so it's not wrinkled, but I'm really thinking that's not going to be a problem. So <laughs> yeah, we we are in big trouble. Um, we got to learn something. Well, you know, maybe that should be the thing, you know, because I know that you know, after a week, they'd be melting me down for, for tallow for candles. <laughs> that's all I'd be good for, Lisa. And you'll say, oh, she really lives up a room (laughs) (laughs) just like every victim on dateline i could find you a wick um (laughs) thank you my brother once taught me how to deal with zombies so if zombies come i know what to do but other than that um I'm not going to be able to defend you. I'm not very bendy, so I won't be able to fight. You light the fire and uh, I'll light the the fire. fire. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing that would get me killed is I break into song all the time. Uh, The the five of you, and I would understand it. You would just, you'd pummel me with stale bread from that (laughs) aforementioned grocery store. Which you would chew on. <laughs> I would, because it's, it's expired, but I don't care. Uh, our time is almost expired for this time. And we're going we're gonna to be back next week. This is so much fun. And I love that people are saying, you know what? I did a puzzle listening to you guys. I was doing some financial work listening to you both. Or just having my coffee with you. And that's what this is all about. Or your tea. We are not beverageist. We don't care what you drink. No. We're just glad you're here. Right. And we love getting your emails, gracefullyfrankly at gmail.com. Look for us on Facebook and please reach out. We love it. Yeah, we do. And on Facebook, we are at Gracefully and Frankly. We're going to get it all settled, the G&F and the Gracefully and Frankly. But again, that email is gracefullyfrankly at gmail.com. Write to Lisa or to me. We both just love to stay in touch and we're having fun so come along tell your friends subscribe so you don't miss an episode and we'll talk to you next week bye bye